0: You are listening to ComedySlamRadio.com From our studios to the world We bring you the finest in quality entertainment So pop some popcorn Grab a smooch buddy And settle in for another fine show From ComedySlamRadio.com And we have Griggy What's happening? Not nice. much, we're getting gwiggy with <laughs> it Hell yeah <laughs>
1: Got a good night. We got Daryl Littleton calling in.
0: That's good. I'm excited about this call. This guy sounds cool.
1: Cool cat. Yeah. I want to read his books. I've been looking up uh, some of his books. I'm really excited about that. Cool cat. Yeah. Speaking of cats, he's going to give us some lowdown and some skinny on Cat Williams. Nice. Because, you know, he's got that book out. Yep. The Rise and Fall of Cat Women. Cat I'm sorry, Williams. Cat Williams. Cat wow. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody must have changed what was in my Zephyr Hills water for Vodka. Yeah. I know we're going to speak to him in a couple of minutes, but uh, you just had a show the other day, didn't you? you yeah, a, yeah. The, the redhead special, or I what get, you guys call it. It call sort that? of lucked into that. That
0: was it was just odd, sort of an occurrence. Right. Uh, I was show, I showed up to the Ginger Show, which was at uh, Kicking Wings in Hudson, on Fifty Two. Uh, Comedy Slam Radio uh, produces a lot of those shows down there. Great. Uh, once a month, we're doing one, so keep checking out for for the next one. But uh, the Ginger Show. What happened? The MC uh, canceled for some reason. I don't know what happened. I think there was a, an issue he had. Nothing too serious. I don't. I, don't I really want to know if you uh, made anybody laugh. Oh, I don't yeah, care. Of course I don't I care how you lucked into <laughs> the freaking gig.
1: I want to know, did the gig go over? Did oh, you pop, yeah. Dude, I killed. You killed. Man, Everybody yeah. says they killed. I killed. I
0: killed. Like, it was an interesting show because I had this one couple of girls up front were all crazy, and I guess they were there with their mom. Nice. They, no, this is funny. Their mom had just broken up with some dude. Nice. So I get up on stage and say, hi, uh, I'm here to... Take care. I'm here to be your rebound sex. Nice. Uh, Listen, We should just get this over with now. So it just, it'll get you on to your next relationship. It's probably going to be better for me than it is going to be for you. But let's just get this going. Come on.
1: So. Good way to open with all this self-deprecating humor. Of course. It's basically my whole act. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, and then, I'm not
0: good for much else. The, the, so the MC canceled, and uh, we got Tony Bacchus MC instead. And he's wearing a big red wig the whole time, so that way he was an honorary ginger
1: for the night. Big he black guy great. with a red wig. Exactly. There you go. He That's about as ginger as he's. Going oh yeah. But he's a cool guy, man. He, was he probably fun. was a great MC. Oh yeah, of course
0: he's a great MC. He's got a lot of. He's done that a lot. So, I've seen him do that at side splitters, other
1: clubs. So. So guess what happened to me this afternoon? What'd you do? I was sitting back. What did I do? What'd you do? Uh, The other day, I made a phone call to Mm -hmm. a guy to see if he wanted to come on to the show. Okay, and I'm sitting back and I'm messing around with Facebook, talking, you know, in the in the Let's Be Frank room. Mm -hmm. And Bobby Collins, (laughs) comedian, Bobby Collins, calls me and says, "Hey, Dave, I got your message. You sounded like one of these guys I grew up with back in New York, so (laughs) I figured we'd, you know, skip all the PR people and I just call you myself." Nice. That's awesome. and I know I say the name of the theater wrong, but he's going to be here in June. Say the name of the theater. At the Mahaffey Theater. There you go. At yeah. the Mahaffey Theater, June said. 2nd. So he's going to be calling in on May 28th. Nice. And next week, got Carl Bove. Oh,
0: dude, he's great. Yeah, yeah that's going to be great. He comes into town all the time. He's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and uh, I let Mr. Paul Olin or Paul Smith say mm-hmm. that, you know, he can come in on that show. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, because yeah, he, he's a real big fan. Yeah. But it's going to be crazy. Carl Above was cool. The first time
0: I, I started doing comedy, I did a workshop uh, at a club, and uh-huh. Carl Above was playing there. I think he was at Side Splitters, And he uh, uh, he agreed to do like, a Q&A with all of us afterwards. And him and, and uh, the feature that week sat and talked with us for like an hour or so, just answering questions and telling us stories about starting off. He, so you're going to have a lot of fun
1: with it, talking to him. He's cool. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. And, I know Paul's real stoked about having him on, but I'm excited to have him on. It's going to be a Mm -hmm. good show. There's been a lot of good things coming up. Um, I got a new idea that I want to toss out because it's kind of funny. I go out on Facebook Mm -hmm. and I tell, you know, I put out these posts that, you know, because there's all these different comedy rooms from different cities and states across America. And I post a show and I have a lot of fans that are comedians. So I post it in some of these rooms the other day that um i'd be interested to know who people want to hear from Mm -hmm. you know some of their past favorite comedians people that they think are going to become somebody in the future and people that are present today and i didn't care if they were local you know like a local icon Mm -hmm. like uh like we got a young comedian in the area johnny b yeah yeah and you know he hasn't gone nationwide and all that, but he's a super comic. He does mm-hmm. really well around the area. And yep, he, he to so. Yeah, and if he wanted to go, he could, but mm-hmm. he's, he doesn't. But whatever that is, I wanted to hear from all these guys. The number one most requested I, person I got was Bill Hicks. <laughs> what am I going <laughs> to hold a fucking seance here? Rub, I, rub my belly, people, and wish exactly. for Bill Hicks? Yeah. I'd love to have Bill Hicks on, too. I don't think it's gonna happen.
0: Just, just keep posting. Still, uh, yeah. Uh, in, in, uh, whatever. <laughs> still attempting. Still to in pop. negotiations yeah. with his people. So. Yeah.
1: I sent the message to Dick Clark to see if he could pass that along this week. <laughs> yeah. You're
0: gonna yeah. have to go higher up. Call God next week and see if uh, Bill Hicks is available anytime time in the next, you know, millennium, uh, eternity. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and i don't want to have to croak to
0: go and see him. No. You know. So, Probably playing at a very lovely theater uh, upstairs somewhere, ah,
1: <laughs> next to a piano bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's having a ball, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, now, this guy Daryl that's called in. Now, you were just telling me about one of the uh, the movies or that you just yeah, recently he, you watched. He watched a
0: documentary called Why We Laugh, and, and you watched it's, that. It's, it's great. A great documentary. It's fantastic. Talks about I highly recommend these? it. It was on Showtime all. Uh, For the past year or so, I've seen it. It's fantastic, and it talks Uh,
1: all about a lot of past comedians. Yeah, and it
0: talks a lot about the history of black comedy and stuff. And it starts way back, like vaudeville and and silent movies. It goes into people like Moms, Mably, Amos and Andy, uh, Dick Gregory, all kinds of great people. So,
1: all right, we got. We're going to go to a quick break, and uh, let's go ahead and go to that. And we'll be
2: right back. Cool. All right. Tax Help For You. That's right. TaxHelpForYou.org. April 15th is fast approaching and so is your last chance to file your extension for your tax return. Form 1040, 1041, 1065. So TaxHelpForYou.org. File your extensions for no cost to you. That's right. For free. Bring in, fax in, or email your 2011 W-2 and a copy of your prior year tax return. First two pages, please. TaxHelpForYou.org. org will file your extensions for free. You heard it. Hurry. Quantity is limited. Offer good until midnight Friday the 13th. So fax to 877-203-2110. Email to extend at taxhelpforyou.org. Find us on the web at taxhelpforyou.org. That's right. We are on the web. Please remember to provide the best way to contact you.
1: Hey, everybody. We're back. Thanks for that great break and listening Mm -hmm. to our sponsors and commercials. And I think we actually have Daryl on the line now. How are you, Daryl? Daryl, are you on the line? Oh, I didn't think, I thought we had, oh, we're bringing the guitar in first. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Of course, Nolan wants me to advertise before Naturally, I get to speak yeah. to my guest. My fault. <laughs> my fault, everybody. We're going to do a little advertisement Get your chubby fingers off the prize, it's you sweaty bastard. It's a guitar, it's, it's here.
0: You're not going to hit me with it, are you?
1: Yes. <laughs> We're inviting everybody to join our sister station, Rock Slam Radio, on Saturday, May 5th, and yes, it is the year 2012. It's going to be from noon to 2 a.m. You're going to have the opportunity to win this guitar. I'm sorry that Gwiggy's big, fat, stinky, sweaty hands are on it, but... In addition to the show, cost to get in, which is five or seven bucks, you could pay another five bucks and get your shot to raffle off at that guitar. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't win it, you're still going to be a winner because you're going to have ten bands. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Ten bands all night long. And when there's ten bands... You know, I ain't no rock star, but they got the long hair, and what mm. follows rock stars and long hair?
0: Women with big tits.
1: Oh, my God. I'm going to have to put in for the day off. Hell yeah,
0: dude. I'll be there.
1: B- crack my knuckles, get ready, <laughs> loosen up my neck. Yeah. Wow, that girl in the other station over there is pretty hot. She is hot, yeah. Nolan, can we talk to that hot girl? <laughs> wow. Who's that hot girl? Hi, hot girl. Who are you? Hi, hot girl. Oh, the hot girl's coming in? Sweet. We're nice. going to have a hot girl in here. A hot girl in here. Girl. Yeah, that's always good. Right. Hot girl. <laughs> come in, hot girl. Come in and say hello. What's up, guys? Not
3: much. Not much. How, How are much? you? I'm great, thanks.
1: Cool. cool. We just saw a hot girl walk by, and we said, you got to come in.
3: Oh. Hey, uh, Skyline Chili.
1: Yep. We Sit to over here. here. Oh, oh no, I
3: didn't do that. You just killed the prize. You killed you the prize. You can't hurt those
1: things. Come on Sweet. over here. Sit down for five minutes. Right, we we'll wait while we why I let Nolan get me ready to talk to my guest. He's making me suffer. <laughs>
3: he is, Alan. Yes.
1: So what's your name?
3: My name is Laura.
1: Laura, what are you doing here?
3: Um, I'm here interviewing with the Red X Band. This is nice. my other half. Hi.
1: You're the no, other, half. No other half? Other yeah. half. I'm sorry to say that you're the ugly half. I'm sorry. I
3: know that. You don't have to tell me a name. And uh, we do uh, variety music,
2: and we uh, we play music with uh, you know other musicians who we love very much.
1: No, oh, that's good to love the musicians that oh you my God, work with. There are
2: so many great musicians Are you a
3: musician?
1: Hell no. Look how chubby my fingers are. I then can't you miss play now. I could play the level. belly job. You miss
0: out on the love of
1: I'm a comedian and a Comedy Slam awesome. radio host.
0: Hey, 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 comedians, we get to rape as we many love, women as we want. or we as, love as, At least as how... Uh,
3: nice to meet you.
2: Why are we raping women? You.
0: Well, idiot? it's just, it's how dedicated we are. It just depends, you know.
1: I'm not that dedicated. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's just you know. You it's, know, Match.com it, and a couple of lies, and you can get laid. You, you don't have to lie and rape. Well, no, you have to lie, but you don't have to rape nobody. Well, there you
0: go. You see, it's 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 sort of a form of rape when you're lying. You probably told them you were a hot blonde dude with the ripping abs, right? And then absolutely
1: you, not. You, I just told t- them that I had money in a successful That's radio show.
0: Oh, so money. you did lie a lot. <laughs> yes, I did lie.
1: Of course. But that's different. I didn't hurt yeah, yeah, anybody. No. <laughs> I may have mentally, I don't know, talked them into it with my suave mm-hmm. tongue. Sure, sure. That's it. <laughs> that's You're the co-host. You come up with I'm sure. I'm just saying sure. You are know, are just looking at the pretty girl and forgetting pretty all much, about yeah. me.
3: You're
2: <laughs> She's much
0: more attractive than you. No
1: offense.
3: So I see we guys. If you have, you guys have a poster of the Full House up here. Oh
1: yeah. That was donated to the station by I think Chris Gorgeous, and. That is cool. And you know what, guys? I think we have Daryl Littleton calling in. You guys want to say hello to Daryl real quick? Hey,
2: Daryl.
1: All right. Hey, Daryl. Yeah. How's it going, Daryl? Good. Good. Can you hear us okay?
4: Yeah, I can hear you guys fine.
1: Cool. All right. We got a couple of people hanging out here in the studio. They were walking by. I saw this hot blonde walk by, and I asked them just to invite them in. (laughs) Hot blonde, what was your first name again? Laura, speak. Laura, say hello to Daryl. Hey Daryl, what's up? How
3: are you today? Hey Laura, what's up?
4: Just
1: walking on by, huh? She's just walking on by. We have another studio, like a rock slam radio, and she's a rocker chick. And her her not so pretty half is standing Hi. up. I don't know if you could see him. He looks like a nice guy, but I didn't. You know, I chose He's to put talking. the pretty face on camera.
3: Uh, yeah, we we're invited to the show. We're lucky to There's be on here. And, uh, obviously,
1: yeah. Well, we got much. it's cool. Comedy Slam Radio's been growing a whole bunch lately. We started off with this little one room that was barely enough room for me and Wiggy to sit and mm-hmm. my co host, and then we went to a stew, two room studio, and now we're out to three. So, awesome. we're, we're hoping to take over this whole damn building in the world soon. <laughs> you know,
3: all about it.
1: There you go. Say that again for me.
4: Touch it. Everybody's got to have a goal.
1: There you go. And our goal is to yes. take over the world. Let's be frank wow. show.
4: And why? <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> so why be, because I have a control complex.
4: As long as you use all your powers, powers power for good. I don't and not really want to be around all the people in the world. Some of these people are kind of rancid smelling. So. <laughs> the
1: world. Well, my first order of business will be to Febreze all the rancid people. Oh, thank you. We were for Breeze the crap out of them.
3: We might want to mention, too, that Laura's uh, nickname is Spanky. Yes,
1: really? Yeah. Is, is, can I get in on choose that? She's a singer. And a <laughs> is it just a name, or did you get it for a reason?
3: Uh, it's a long story.
1: Does any of it involve me getting slapped in the ass?
3: <laughs> no. Oh, uh, okay. Only if it's your birthday.
1: It can be. It's my birthday because you're here. This is like a present.
3: <laughs>
2: oh
1: <my laughs> so Daryl, do you want to hear me get slapped in the ass? I would love to hear that. All right, you got you got to slap wait, me in the ass.
3: Wait, I only do it if I have a paddle.
1: Uh, somebody go get me a paddle. You can slap me in the ass with the guitar,
4: honey. Oh my god! Somebody get Don't me. Slap now gonna, me. Is she gonna gonna slap, slap. slap you once, but it's gonna sound like she slapped you three times. Yeah. chiggle? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You
0: have obviously heard how big Dave's ass is, haven't you? There you go.
4: Hey, Daryl, this, <laughs> well, this I'm is. I'm taking the, the, the picture of the front, so I figure the back can't do <laughs> be much better. <laughs> Oh
1: man, now this is the other co-host tonight, this is Gwiggy, and it's from, are you, is this what she's going to hit me with? I think so. Alright, are you going to spank me?
3: Uh, oh. are, is there any chance my students, my young students are watching
1: this? Probably, yeah. I hope so. I want all the students, if you want to <laughs> grow up and have a radio show, you can get spanked in you your get non-white ass too. So Hold on, spank the shit out of me baby. This is Spanky.
2: Better, 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 better,
1: better, better. It's not that. It's a pretty big ball. Shouldn't be that, that big hurt? of a swing. You got to hit him for real. <laughs> what am I waiting for? Okay. It's not paddle.
3: Uh, how's that? Did you
1: hit me? Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big guy. Give <laughs> <him> a whack. <laughs> hit him for real. He wants a really
3: good <laughs> But I'll wreck this poster. It's okay. He doesn't all right. All right. I don't give a rat's ass. What? It ain't my poster. Give
1: him, give him yeah. a good, good whack ass. Hey, have you assumed the position or what? Is she doing it? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there we go.
3: I'm sorry if
1: that wasn't... It wasn't really hard. For. It sorry. wasn't hard enough for me to get any chub, but I appreciate the effort. Oh,
3: we should have some music on
4: there. <laughs> yeah, you should have had a drum roll, put the <laughs> microphone by the ass, all
1: of that. We'll work on it. All right, let's pass this out. you got, You got to get, get production value going. Come on, dude. <laughs> so, hey, I got Gwiggy. I'm sorry, what was your first name again? Rob. We got Rob... Wiggy's in here. You've already met our lovely blonde, and now she's got these sparkly things on her eyelashes. They're really cool.
2: They're natural. Wow, the
1: sparkly things are natural. Yeah. You That's came right. out of the womb with sparkly <laughs> things. Did they cut? What color hair? Oh, she not. has blonde hair. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can vouch for
3: that. Tomorrow, yes?
1: I'll put the the uh, podcast on your show, but I'll also put a live the live video so you can see all the whack jobs that I invite in. <laughs>
4: We'll hold want
3: to show yeah. on our webpage, too, which is uh, redxband.com. And do you have a
2: card?
1: We will get all that squared away. We we'll can get you, can get you on way, everywhere.
2: Or <laughs> Facebook.
1: I want to take a couple of seconds, though, here, Dale, because I invited you on the show because you have a lot of great books and a lot of great experience in comedy. I know I'm, I'm walking away from the big fun real quick, but I want to find <laughs> out. But, but you have a book that currently is out which is so interesting which is the rise and fall of cat williams and the yeah. title the title alone is enough to stir some interest so you know give us some good juice what can the
4: people expect out of this book um if you're familiar with cat williams you know he's kind of a lightning rod for controversy oh yeah and a lot of the stuff that you hear from tmz and other sources some of it has some shred of truth cool. a lot of it is really inflated but then some of it is just pure garbage. Um, and the truth is maybe even more interesting than what they actually printed. So I worked for Catch for uh, about a year and a half. And,
2: and uh, I one? was
4: there at its peak, and then I was there when it completely uh, went to ashes. Because you got to, you know, keep in mind, this guy back in uh, 2008 had the biggest comedy tour in the country. Mm-hmm. It grossed $50 million. He made $20 himself on it. Nice. Um, he's not making that kind of, he doesn't have that kind of money even laying around now. He's completely broke pretty much. I mean, the, um, the reports okay. are saying he makes 28000 a month. If you compare it to $20 million in a six-month period that he made, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's, that's kind of false. I don't care how you slice it.
2: Yeah. Poor guy. So
4: you're going to get the real, story. to answer the question, you get the real story behind what really happened. That's what we and, want. Yeah.
1: So when you first, what, Now you've been doing comedy for a long time So even before Cat Williams So let's first get What brought you to comedy And then we'll see what brought you into Cat Williams And we'll see the whole explosion
4: Uh, What brought me into comedy Is I couldn't hold a real job That's awesome (laughs) Great. <laughs> you I, you know, know, I mean, if, if every that. job you have, you either get fired or you quit because, you know, you're like, this is bullshit, I'm not going to do this, this isn't what I really want to do with my life, and you're constantly mouthing off and saying funny stuff anyway, um, you might as well get paid for it. Yeah. Hell yeah. I it, that. Plus, I love I love doing comedy, but I never thought, I never grew up thinking, I'm going to be a comedian.
1: I was just a funny guy. Right. I wasn't even growing up, I wasn't even that funny of a guy. I don't know, as I got older, I became more sarcastic and less giving a crap about what I said, and then one day I just decided to try it.
4: Well, my idols were Groucho, Marx, Lenny Bruce, nice. Richard Pryor, and to me, being a comedian was like, you know, just something that was lofty, that only certain people did, you know, it wasn't anything like it now, where everybody's trying to do it, or had tried to do it, or whatever, during the boom, but it seemed really unacceptable back then. Um, then Eddie Murphy did it, and, you know, you had this comedy boom where everybody's like, and even Eddie said, um, I may look easier than what it really is. And I was a young guy, and so a lot of young guys were saying, oh, fuck, I can do that. He's talking about just regular stuff. He wasn't like a Richard Pryor where you grew up in a brothel, and you had stories like that. Mm-hmm.
2: Damn.
1: Right.
3: I wish I grew up in a brothel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you might not have continued. You might not be here right now. You, oh yeah, I think I would. You'd Aww. have been dead for some crazy disease. Oh no, not me. <laughs> no? no. They didn't have the
4: crazy ones back then. Yeah. Where, where did? You, where, yeah,
1: yeah. Where did you actually start?
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Huh? Where Where did you actually start doing comedy? Where?
4: Um, I really started. I would say. Uh, I started a place called Marla's Memory Lane. Marla Gibbs from the Jeffersons on the club in Los Angeles. And they had like an open mic night.
2: Awesome.
4: And the first night, no- yeah, yeah it was like a lot of comedy. the first night I did it, I, I destroyed mm-hmm. You know, because I didn't <laughs> right. know what the fuck I was doing. And then once you learn what you're doing, that's when you start bombing because you're constantly trying new stuff, new stuff, new stuff. But mm-hmm. the first time out, you have no idea. You do things going to be like that all the time. So... That, to me, is the whole thing about comedy. If you, Anybody can take a high, mm-hmm. but can you take that low? Can you take that bottom, boom? or... One t- of well, the earliest bad experiences I had at Marvel's Memory Lane, after I'd killed, I came back like five you know times later after I'd been on stage, and I'm thinking, I've really got this thing under control. And, um, the was in the audience.
2: Nice. And
4: so, yeah, yeah, it was until I bombed. Because <laughs> some <laughs> chick in the audience decided to heckle her. Mama Gibbs had a policy. You could not curse in her club, which was great. You had to be clean. Yeah. So, you know, touch of the fundamentals of how to be funny, and you could always throw in a curse word here and there whenever you want to. Mm-hmm. That's easy. But that was good. But the audience didn't know about that. They could curse all they wanted. So... I had a heckler, of old shit. There was two old drunk broads at the table. And they were going off heckling me and cursing. And I'm saying like, well, gee, you a curse. You know, that's really not nice that you say that. Can you let me continue my performance, please? That kind of garbage. You know what I mean? You can't really get into
2: them.
4: Yeah. <laughs> you can't light into the ass. And they're like, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. You know, here I am at a, at a machete fight with a pen knife. Got it. There
2: you it.
3: go. Where are you from? L.A. Oh, you are from L.A. I'm from L.A. too. So yeah. We were just out there not too long ago, and uh, we were you know, going down Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset Boulevard, and it was a lot of fun. Cool. Oh, cool. yeah.
4: Well, yeah, yeah. L.A. is a great place. Oh, yeah. You know, some of the people suck. The <laughs> coolest usually the people that make it a uh, up situation.
1: Yeah, some of the people suck in all the places some of the time. You can go everywhere and find people that suck, unfortunately. You know? Yeah. Not just in yeah. comedy or music, just walking in Walmart.
4: Yeah, it's hard to complain about geography. <laughs> you know, funny. It's It's like, yeah, you know, a lot of Yeah. Really?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, how long after you started doing your open mics, did things really start turning it up for you, and then you started, you know... Because you started open mics, and then you did you go through the whole process of having to MC shows, and then you started to get to feature, and then headline, or did things go a little bit different for you?
4: Actually, things went pretty quick. Uh, they were moving along at a nice, steady clip. Um, I started like in 89, and by 90, I was writing for Tom Joyner's morning show. Wow. And, um, yeah, yeah, I was writing with well, Brad Sanders. Um, was like a head writer, and I really like Larry Wilborn, Mark Wilborn, um, Doug Starks, uh, Greg Eagles, um, Joe Torre, Guy Torre came later. So they, he had a lot of good writers down there. I know I'm Joe oh, Joey, uh, Joey Gaynor, was funny as hell. So he had a lot of really good writers down there and uh, learned a lot. Learned a lot. Really learned how to... They wouldn't... It was one of those situations where they wouldn't accept crap. Right. Because they were pay, pay us like $50 a spot, and you could go down on a Monday and like pretty much make your rent.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: If you came with just a load of bits, you could sell them. You could just, we would go on the radio, we would, you already came in with your bits already written, and then you would actually do your bit, you go in the uh, studio Go ahead knock it out from the booth, And then, boom. They would send all that stuff over the to time. they put it into the show. They had a great producer. His name was Sonny B. And uh, he really made that, that. That's how I learned how to produce from an audio uh, situation, watching this guy. Because he would make a bit just come alive. Mm-hmm. You had no idea it could really be that good. It's sound effects and all that, you know. It was uh, echo effects, all that cool shit. Nice. Mm-hmm.
1: That's yeah, definitely.
2: So cool. then,
4: the next thing I knew, I was around um, a regular at the comedy store. All of this stuff has tragic in me. Not for Tom Joyner. Tom Joyner was cool. I worked for him for about three years. But then um, no, I was supposed to, I did a um, pilot for our shooting hall kind of car 1991, and we were slotted for ABC, 8.30, Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. This is how much it's still under my skin. Oh. Um, David Allen Greer is in the cast, Rosie Perez, Keisha Campbell, um, oh. Esther John Amos, the late Rodney Winfield, I should say the late on a couple of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember who else, who else, who else. Um, there's a great cast. That's all I can remember, and it was an animated thing, it was making fun of, uh, I, I was like discovered at the Comedy Act Theater, because I had this really distinctive voice, and he wanted to make fun of Spike Lee, and it was like a Simeon Hall cartoon produced, <laughs> and, <laughs> you, you know, he wanted to make fun of Spike, and he's like, I love your voice, dude, I want you to, you know, and really, and they called him Spud Sleep. Oh. that was the name of the character. So it was supposed to be, you know, right after the census, everybody was trying to do animation. You remember when that shit happened? And um, they sent it off to Korea, and the Korean animation house subcontracted it to another Korean animation house, and they fucked up the illustrations. And uh, Paramount didn't want want to pay the uh, another half million dollars, so we lost our time slot. That was it. We had a six-year contract. Graduated uh, scales. Every year, you got an increase. Mm-hmm. Oh, animation so It's beautiful work. It's easy to tell. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like a yeah. workout for so, you. So who was who was the, uh, the so person that,
3: that you hated working so with most? out on that.
1: Who, what? who, who is was the first? who was the person out of all your travels that you actually did? You have any bad experiences? Or who was the person that you hated working with the most? Is that is there is there a person that you hated working with?
4: Um. Actually, I say I hated it. You know, there are some crazy guys on the road. I mean, I was a road. Dog. When I was doing the road, I was really enjoying the road. I was taking full advantage of all the stuff the road had to offer, and that meant you know women and cheap sex and all that. I I like I like my sex cheap. Nice. <laughs> <So, laughs> I like it free. <laughs> you know, I don't even like. I, I don't cheap. like it. I don't like expensive sex. Sex can be very cheap and tawdry for me. I'm nice. really cool with that. Um, yeah, you don't have to remember my name. You don't even have to say my name. I'm just passing through, and <laughs> that's the thing about road. That's the thing about road sex, though. Um, you know, some guys kind of get an ego about it. Not me. Um, I know that I'm not French Charming. I know I'm just fulfilling the moment, and that's fine with me. <laughs> you know, use me if you choose. Um, but what always kills me about that is the local guys always get jealous when comics come through and this are screwing local chicks and all that, and they're looking at it like, these are guys who are trying to take these women out, spend money and wine and dine them, and some comic gets through and gets uh, topped off in the bathroom or whatever and he's gone out about his business, and so it's like, wow, dude, and you want to marry this chick? Are you fucking kidding me?
1: <laughs> well, there is something to be said. So
4: I don't like, so, to answer your question, I really don't like guys who... Um, I just don't let you know where they're coming from from the beginning or, and when I say that in the sense of, um, they're not fun on the road. Yeah, I I don't really care for the guys who aren't that fun. If you don't want to be fun, don't screw up mine. So I can't really name anybody in particular. All
2: right.
1: Well, hey, I know you guys just, I have, I happen to have. The two people that are in the show are part of the band, or they are the band, Red X. Right. And, and I know I grabbed them as they were on their way out of their show. So I do want to thank you guys for thank stopping you so in. Much mm-hmm. And while you guys are here, I don't want to just kick you out. So <laughs> okay. I, although I am kicking you out, where are you guys going to be performing? Where can people find you to learn more about Red X? Well,
3: we actually play all, all over the...
1: Uh, RedXBand.com
3: yeah.
2: You can look us up on Facebook, RedXBand On Facebook, RedXBand.com
3: And we just played in L.A. in So We played down in Hollywood We did a party there We did a Irish pub down on Hollywood Boulevard We played uh, the Queen Mary So we had a lot of fun out in
1: L.A. while we were out there
3: What about Ralph's?
2: Yep Ralph's place was awesome too
1: Alright, so hey guys If you want to find Red X. Oh. You can also, as she said, redx.com, or you can email them at redxband at gmail.com. Yeah, you got great eyes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It took a little (laughs) slow. All right, guys, thank you very much for stopping in. I love having beautiful women just randomly stop by, so thank you very much. All
2: right, well, thank you. It's
1: been nice. It was nice to see you. Hopefully you guys will be in this. My name is Dave. Dave. You call me Fat Davey. Davey, Delicious. When, yep, you're lone, just... when, when you're lonely, you can call me whatever you want. All right. All right. Here. I'll take care of that for you. I'll
2: call you on your real birthday. Well, we get your yes. On
1: too. Yeah, we'll work all that out.
2: Oh, cool. Very cool.
1: All right. Okay. Would can you prefer... hand me that mic?
2: Stand? Yeah.
1: All right. Daryl, <laughs> we're going to get right back with you. I'm just, t- for some reason, I'm tossing a right, beautiful care. woman out of my, out, out of the show because I'm stupid. <laughs> but I can't concentrate. Okay, take care. I'm weak. I can't concentrate when these hobbies are around
2: and still
1: got my st- my stick. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm taking that home because I got spanked with it. I was I enjoyed that. Thank you very much.
2: You're welcome.
1: All right. Thanks, guys, for stopping in and killing some time I with have... us, having some fun. Yeah, it was fun. All right. See
2: you soon.
1: All right. Bye bye. Uh, well, you know it's hard to. There's too many people in here. You know, and I know they want to talk, and I want to give them a plug and, you know, have some fun, but yeah, well, right. I can't I can't find out all the good stuff, man. We gotta we gotta concentrate because I know Gwiggy Water. has also got a couple of things he wants to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. There was there okay. was a, a documentary movie that you produced uh, last year and it was all over Showtime. Gwiggy, go ahead. Yeah,
0: uh, you you were the producer one of the producers I guess for Why We Laugh on Showtime. Uh, how did you, right. How did you yeah, I was executive
4: producer on that.
0: Nice. Um, that was a great documentary. It was fantastic. It Started all the way back in the beginning. Uh, obviously, you do a lot with uh, as a comedy historian. I think it said uh, a little bit on your on your biography. How did you How did you get into that? I mean, obviously, you you studied everybody from like Groucho Marx to uh, all the other people. You said Richard Pryor and everybody too. So,
2: how, what did, how, did, you how did this project come
0: about?
4: Yeah, well, I you know I wrote a book called black comedians on black comedy and that was published at the end of uh 06 and i interviewed 125 comedians for it Dang. and it was a complete history of black comedy mm-hmm. so, yeah, so it started all the way from the minstrel era pretty much to like 2005 we ended with kevin hart which i got kind of lucky on that because he kept blowing up versus <laughs> yeah falling. right similar to the cat yeah so i got pretty lucky on that but um I interviewed 125 comics for that. Eddie Murphy, uh, City Hall, All, uh, Marla Gibbs, late Bernie Max, Cedric the Entertainer, so on and so forth. Wow. Uh, I got lucky, Dick Gregory did the introduction of the book for me. Oh, and nice. it's in libraries now. I'm lucky enough I get to go do speaking engagements about that book <laughs> and the whole history, show clips from the um, documentary in it, you know, libraries, universities, that kind of thing. Nice. As awesome. a matter of fact, it's being taught at USC. Oh wow! Nice. So, yeah, yeah, that's it's really cool. You know, besides being in library, being part of U.S.C. is kind of impressive even to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how why we left came. We having Cold Black uh, Production Company came and they optioned the book, and uh, they got Robert Townsend as the director, and uh, I think we interviewed about sixty. Uh, not just comedians, we interviewed political figures, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the lion's share of the interview, to be realistic. I ta- got to talk to um, Andrew Young, Julian Bond, uh, Infumi Queezy, uh, uh, Maxine Waters, uh, Diane Watson. Um, almost got Charles Rangel, but they uh, <laughs> they moved him out of the room before we could get oh, it. it. It was very cool, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked to comedians, too, you know. Yeah. Big uh, Reggie, Chris Locke, Bill Cosby, uh Tina and Ivory Wayans, uh, the Wayans Brothers. Um, yeah, it was, um, it was a really good experience. But my thing was, you've got to log that kind of history down, otherwise it gets lost. Well, pretty much gets bastardized.
0: Mm, yeah, definitely. No, it, it was is it a great. It's a great documentary. I mean, I. It, Thank you. Yeah, no, I think you guys did a great job on it. it was really I mean, learning about just some of the things that we learned. I uh, learned about from some of the people, like some of the people, uh, in the beginning, Moz Mabley, Dick Gregory, who I didn't know much about, and then uh, finding out he became quite successful on the Playboy Club circuit. Uh, right. Talking a little bit about Red Fox on there too. That was a great. I used to love racing.
1: watching Red uh, Fox.
0: Yeah, Flip Wilson too. I hadn't know I didn't know too much about Flip Wilson. Uh, I mean, he's obviously been wildly famous, but it was neat to see clips of his show on there too. Uh, fantastic! So everything. Well, hey, you that.
4: know, the funny thing about the Flip Wilson show is, and we, you know, a book obviously covered a lot more than a documentary. The yeah. funny thing about Flip Wilson show was, uh, Flip Wilson show got canceled not because of poor ratings. Flip went to the Nuthouse similar to what Cat Williams did. Oh, wow. He had a nervous breakdown. Wow. Yeah, uh, Ronaldo Ray told me this and so it's documented in the book and I, you know, went back and verified it that, yeah, he went to a been for a while and came out and uh, I think he did a couple of other things after he came out and then he went to retirement. Wow. Yeah, he, Flip Wilson, Flip Wilson, uh, uh, very famous for the fact that he lived off the interest of the money he made from the Flip Wilson show. He never spent his principal at all.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. That's impressive. Uh, Very yeah, bright. Yeah, it's
4: kind of like what Jay Leno does. Yeah. Jay Leno does not spend, uh, it's either his Tonight Show money or his performance money. I think he just spends his performance money. Yeah. It's, or uses that. His Tonight Show money just, it goes away somewhere.
2: Yeah,
0: he just saves it.
1: I, I wish I had a stream of money coming in that I could just say, ah, I'm not going to spend that money. Right,
0: uh, I'm not uh, going
4: to touch it. I
1: he's think Leno's going to gonna buy China
0: when he retires finally. That's probably what he's going
4: to do. <laughs> That's right, y'all. All uh,
1: how about you? Are you saving up all your book money, or are you spending it like a madman?
4: <laughs> Man, <laughs> save. are you kidding me? I expect to spend any damn dime I make. I'm not leaving my kids nothing. They can live off my estate when I'm gone.
1: There you go. It's funny. My
4: father, you know. I mean, I, I, would, I would actually love to save, but the reality is uh, I got divorced. <laughs> I got wow. divorced in California. I got completely raped. Oh. I'm in Alabama now. I mean, part of it's my choice in the sense that I had property out here, but I didn't plan on coming out this doggone suit. Right. So after all those Schwarzenegger screwed up the doggone state, and right. Bush screwed up the economy, and it stayed screwed up. Um, and, you know, I usually can't blame George W. Bush. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more people involved than just that knucklehead. Yeah, we can you know, one idiot, not one idiot isn't going to screw up the world, but more we, than that.
1: We can blame but, uh, all the greedy, gluttonous yeah, American I'm bastards.
4: Lose, yeah, right. lose, well, I'm after losing a house and being cool, you know, and then you had the recession hit and all that. Uh, no, I'm having to pretty much spend everything I have.
1: That's great. <laughs> Welcome to the world of <laughs> I, reality you got comics. how
4: much you make it's how much you got to spend, guys. Over here is high as fuck. There you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is great. I'm hoping to make enough money in comedy to spend it one day. Yeah, right
4: well, now. That's, uh, the thing about, that's the thing about comedy. and I know the IRS is listening to this because they're in my ass too. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I mean, Taxman, you, you, you talk about Cat nothing. Williams? Cat Williams was the IRS. I don't know the figure now, but I know it was pretty high. It was a, it was a seven. It was in the seven figures. Yeah. Holy shit! And yeah, yeah. Um, everybody that worked for Cat in an entertainment capacity. Uh, we are, all are in trouble with the IRS.
1: Really? Uh, okay. so, Thank you, Mr. Well, cat. because cat had, a
4: lot of, cat had a lot of money coming in, mm-hmm. and, it, you're, you know, you're getting paid a lot of money, and some of it is not really like, okay, we're going to tell everybody who, that you're making this. So somebody has to be accountable for it. Somebody has to pay the tax on money. I mean, you're going on TV blinging and blinging you ever think, everybody, you ever think, IRS people are looking at that, well, well, how much money is he making? He's wearing, you know, diamonds and gold and this, that, and the other, and you're passing it on to the people that work for you. Well, is it a double tax that's being paid? Is it a single tax? Who's paying the tax on Right. So everybody, yeah, so everybody got them under the microscope, and I've been audited twice by the IRS, because I've been in comedy over 20 years, I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, money comes, money goes. We make our money telling jokes. I have no complaints. So that's absolutely not what I'm saying. And that's why I think comics are very um, laissez-faire about money because it is a joke. Every day is a different day. Every day offers a different opportunity. You can wake up in the morning and it's like, damn, how am I going to do this? And you get a call two hours later to let me know how you're going to do that. There you go. You might have got a referral from somebody. Maybe your agent hooked you up whatever but and then you got stuff that falls out so it's the good and it's the bad so to take this shit serious is absolutely ridiculous why would you
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely it's not a
4: job guys no, it no, is no, a career no, no, yeah. it's not a job no by any stretch it's nothing It's nothing like a job mm-hmm. period if so i got pretty drunk on my job last night and <laughs> had a great time i usually never had great times on a job
1: that is awesome I wish I can get drunk at my job.
4: Yeah. Now bring it up. Yeah, I about three. I had about three gin and tonics while I was on a stage in Louisville. I did about an hour, yeah. and uh, and then after that, everybody wants you know treat me to drinks, and it's like, no, nah, guys, I think I've had enough. it can cool.
2: Cool, cool. That is
4: a great time. There's, there's a little hole in the wall box, which every now and then you do want to play. A lot of people say, well, you know, once you get to a certain status, mm-hmm. well, if you're a comedian, you're a comedian. You like to play a whole bunch of different stuff. I've just done um, Nashville. I just did a, a club called uh, Jokes and uh, Jazz and Jokes out there, which is part jazz club, part comedy club. Really great comedy club. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. And, uh... Oh, okay, so you know, it's a a really kind of upper mentality situation. You can't go in there with a lot of big pussy jokes because it doesn't play there. (laughs) You can do fucking material.
2: Yeah. You know, you can really
4: delve into it. But then every now and then you just want to let loose and say whatever the hell you want. Mm -hmm. So I like to do both. Uh,
1: That's cool.
4: You know, I like to be intelligent, but every now and then I just be a raw, raw dude. Nice.
0: No, that's cool, because ob- obviously it's easier to play clean in the in clean clubs, and most of the clubs you started in were a lot cleaner, so, or you had to be clean from well, the series at all. So, yeah. Well, that's
4: where the real money, that's where the real money is, yeah. anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, you've made money not just telling jokes, but you've sold jokes, and you've sold some jokes to some famous comedians and people that everybody's heard of, right?
4: Yeah, during the peak. Yeah. Can, can you, <laughs> can, <laughs> can, <laughs> during the good times. Yeah, yeah, I was the one writing that stuff. Can you? Sh- you sh- when, them.
1: When you sell those jokes, is it something that you can talk about? Or people are like, listen, you're not allowed to tell anybody you sold this joke to me.
4: Um, I've written for over 70 comedians. It's funny, I just recently did the count. And um, the ones early in my career I can talk about because it's a matter of record. Certain people who uh, you know, I write for for freelance or whatever, they want you to think it's them. Right. So I let them live their fantasy. They're paying <laughs> Who are some of the names <laughs> yeah. that you
1: can share with us uh, that you've written for the first,
4: The first, well, besides Tom Joyner, who's not a comedian, the first comedian I wrote for was D.L. Hughley, and that's how I, I got the staff writing position at uh, BET's Comedy View, and we then went, went on to write for Sidney, the Entertainer, some more uh, Don D.C. Curry, and uh, Montana Taylor. Mm-hmm. be honest, Don D.C. Curry usually did most of his own writing. He would say, we'll say you wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> <You know>. so, <laughs> he said I'm not trying to cut nobody out of their money so we'll save you real things <laughs> yeah. so oddly enough I mean John is really brilliant
1: in his own yeah. right yeah. yeah when go ahead you can you say. Um, when
0: when you yeah. write for different comedians are are you writing with them or, or do they usually tell you like this is something I want to write about or how, how does that come how do you work on somebody
4: uh, yeah the freelance people I do now I've I, I don't think I've ever sat down except with Cat and actually written really? together. Um, yeah, I mean, I like to say, I worked for him for a year and a half, so that was a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. I was on call like 24-7, but, wow. um, the people now, uh, I haven't really met any of them face-to-face. Um, I do a situation where, um, you can go on my Facebook, because, you know, they're on the internet, they do write for comedians, and all you have to do is contact me, mm-hmm. and, um, it's usually a situation where I'll go ahead and look at their footage on YouTube. It'll send me a link. So I understand their style and all that. I do get to study them. At least they'll tell me what they want me to write about. In some cases, other cases they say, okay, um, I'm this type of person. So you just go ahead and give me some original stuff because they do not know how to write at all. And then you have other people who are very specific and exactly what they want, specific to the point of sometimes being anal. And, um, I'm sure not to really work with those, and the and, reason and I say that is you came to me based on reputation, and I'm not going to really try to steer you wrong.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Not
4: everybody has to, you know, not everybody has to go to touch, But if what are you doing is so good, then why'd you come to me in the first place? Yeah. And so if I offer advice to you, don't sit and argue with me about it because right. you can keep the money in that particular case. You're too much of a fucking headache. Life's too short. How are you supposed to be fun?
1: Absolutely, definitely.
4: I want to ask you
1: since you brought up D.L. Hughley. I want to ask you: When you uh-huh. say you write jokes for him, does that mean like? And we'll take him specifically. Does he come to you with a pre- with a with one particular okay. thing that he wants to talk about, and then you write jokes, or
4: do you like help him through the, the, the whole show, It wasn't so much. We gave very few suggestions because you got me in. You know, and I I definitely went for this. Um, I had had a broken leg. I used to work in a mortgage company, and I was transitioning out of the mortgage business into comedy. But I was I was trying to transition out. It was almost like Godfather Three that kept pulling me back, it kept giving me promotion <laughs> nice. after promotion and, and more money. And you know, it's like, and comedy really wasn't paying a lot because I had just started, kind of. Right. And um, so it's like hard to walk away from six figures when you're not really making anything on the other thing. But my thing was, yeah, but I want to be a comedian. So, at the end of the day, I'm still going to be on this more thing. And fortunately, you know, God agreed with me. He broke my leg for me in uh, April of 1993. I was in a cast. And now, this is kind of screwed apart. part. You ever hear that the movie PCU? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was supposed to have been in that movie. I was supposed to be the black guy. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, what, what was his name? Boxner, Lloyd Boxner? Yeah. No, Harden Boxner, the son. Mm-hmm. He had, um... I had auditioned for them. the producer said, you know, come on in here, read from this guy, you know, you read, do for him, just what you said for me. Read the line, and I read the line, he said, okay, that's one guy. You don't have to see anybody else. And I was like, okay, good, I got to the loop. So I, said, I broke my leg. <laughs> so I had to tell them, okay, I got a broken leg, when do you guys start shooting? Well, we don't start shooting until like, you know, September, October. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, fine, I'll be out of the cast by then. I thought. I had a spiral fracture, and they screwed up when they said it, and they had to re-break the damn thing. So I was just getting out of the calf when they were getting ready to go shoot, and I was like, this movie requires a lot of running around, man. Mm. <laughs> so I, I lost out on that. And, and the black guy who got the part actually is cool for him. I mean, well, he ended up getting Decker after that, and he's had a pretty good career. Mm. So, you know, things happen when they're supposed to happen. But uh, what, was the, what was the original question? Uh, I think I originally
1: asked you when, when you, when you do writing for somebody like DL, is it you? Mm-hmm. At, he does an hour special, so do you have to help him through the whole hour? Because for me, no. I mean, I'm still an open mic guy. I'm just starting to get some feature shows. I mean, I'm barely two years into the business, and to me, it's hard to imagine. You know, having. I mean, I find it hard to write oh. jokes sometimes, but okay. having someone write uh, jokes, yeah. it's so foreign to me. And just so you know, well, we just had another surprise visitor just stop by the show. Another lovely lady cuz those are the ones that I like, Robin Savage. <laughs> uh, another comedian, Robin. We have Daryl Littleton on the line.
4: Hey, Daryl, how are you? Hey. Good. How are you doing, Robin? I am doing good. Are these are these gentlemen being nice to you? She, you asked, if up, be, you
1: she asked if we were being nice to you.
4: Uh, of course they are. Okay. <laughs>
1: Hey, listen. I let I let the blonde girl spank me. <laughs> <No. Yeah. laughs> I let the you know. I may be a fat guy, but I try to only let lovely ladies in. Only lovely ladies. <laughs> I can, the only one who's like, Griggy got some big boobs, but I really don't want to see them. But most of they're the lovely the though. They're like, they're probably yeah. like are
2: they probably oh. what B cups. I have
1: no idea. I mentioned them lately, so. <laughs> Hold on. yeah, they, they yeah. feel like a B. They're a little jiggly though. All right, go, go back
2: to you guys,
4: say, why you guys are having fun. We <laughs> try, man.
1: Next time you're in Florida, you're going to have to come in and have some fun with us.
4: Yes, I, I think I do have to come. Yeah. Um, what I said, oh, now I know what I was talking about with Dio. Dio got me on Comic View because I was a freelance writer for him. When I had a broken leg, I was hanging around the barbershop, which I never do. He needed a ride home. We had his kids and his wife didn't go pick him up. So um, he said, "Can you give me a ride home?" We made the deal along the way. He needed a writer. The writer he had was the writer he had used to write like this. The deal was getting ready to go on stage. He would say, "Talk about other bitches. Talk about that <laughs> <home."> <laughs> <laughs> so great. he asked me to a writer who actually knew what a, a typewriter, pen, or computer was. Damn. So he hired me a freelancer. <laughs> he writes my stuff. And then he brought me in, and they made me staff, and I went from staff, and I became producer down there, and I was there for five seasons, and then uh, moved on. But so um,
2: when you write when a I'm joke, writing
4: for people, when I write for people now, uh, yeah, I don't have to sit down with them at all. Wow, that's cool. Now,
1: do they ever take the jokes? Do they take them just the way you write them, or do they personalize them and just you know change them a little bit, or do they go word for word?
4: Um, I really don't know. You I you have know to check and that's my thing closed. is. Yeah, nobody sends me anything later and says, "This how it went. It's like you buy anything else, you you know, you buy a car, you, you buy a candy bar, you don't go back to the store or the dealership and say, "Hey, we're just look out, we you know. Right. Uh, it's over. Although if you've get a damn bad. Um, if you get
1: a bad candy bar, you can call the 800 number and they'll send you a new one.
4: Yeah, you shouldn't I joke about you. candy bars with David. David, I, You don't look like you've ever had a bad candy bar. David. <laughs> oh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, the Listen, the best ever turned down a candy bar. I, I don't turn them down, but
1: Hershey's is the king. If you if you call Hershey's and tell them that your candy bar was stale or it was bad, they send you out like yeah. a five. Pound Hershey bar. They're like, here, motherfucker! Don't ever call us again. <laughs> but it was absolutely delicious. Are you delicious.
4: kidding? Because I love Hershey's with almonds. I think I'll try that. Yes, i try Yes, call them as soon now. as you
1: get down. Tell them Fat Davey sent you. They'll be like, we'll just send you one now. This way, you don't have to call again. Here's two. Send one to Dave. Send them off a chunk. Yeah, man, they're good to you. Hershey's,
0: Hershey's is all of a sudden going to get in calling. Boring Gosh. like we're gonna light up the, the board with Hershey's Collins and Collinson. we have stale candy bars now.
1: Hershey's Great. if you would like to sponsor us, yeah. you're more than welcome to. We will stop talking about how to get free five pound Hershey bars. <laughs> we I promise. Just sponsor us, baby.
2: Now now Dale, I have a question for you.
1: Questions <laughs> are a dollar, answers are two <laughs> fifty. And if you want it to be funny, it's twenty nine
2: ninety five.
1: Oh, I'm not funny. No, no, he has to be funny. <laughs> I'm not getting money for me. I'm getting money for Daryl. Daryl. I'm hoping to get ten percent.
2: <laughs> no, as as uh, being a, a comedic writer is, can you find a lot of work? Because I know
3: even in the Tampa market, as as comics, it seems like everyone wants to be, like the 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 Chris Rock or the Ellen DeGeneres or, or whatever. But you're kind of behind the scenes, and even though it's not the guy in the spotlight, do you find you get more work because you're you're willing to kind of do the. The, I don't want to say the grunt work, but the, the work that's not as glamorous. You're making someone glamorous with the the jokes that you write.
4: Well well, but I do both. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, we were just talking about it. I just <laughs> since the weekend. Um, she came
1: in late. She, she came in <laughs> on the writing part of the story. <laughs> So, yes, he's a, he's yeah, a full-fledged yeah, yeah, comic. You walked
4: in on the writing part. Yeah, I'm a multitasking kind of guy. Yeah, he's um, an author. He no, writes... on that, it's completely egoless because I have my own particular style, so whatever <laughs> I write for somebody else, it's something I wouldn't use anyway. Uh-huh. If I'm in the process of writing for them and I find something that I can use, I just don't give it to them. Uh, it's simple as that. It seems uh, like, I, like a big movie. my wife's a comedian, oh. so... Um, not matter of fact, we got a book coming out in uh, October called Comedians, Laugh, Be a Lady. Oh, and nice. we have a policy, nothing gets wasted, we riff all day long with each other, and if something is really funny, we find a way we we either put it in a book, uh, it's a bit for one of us, uh, we put it in a big joke hamper, uh, where we're going to sell it to somebody sooner or later. Um, who is very, very specific about what they want? They just want funny stuff. Well, boom, take this.
2: Yeah, it's uh, in our joke hamper.
4: Yeah. How much does yeah, yeah, a joke in a hamper cost?
1: <laughs> How much does it cost to buy a joke out of the hamper? Does it depend on my name? Like, um, if you
2: know it's Fat no, Dabby, is it cheaper than you if flight? You if want I, me to send my
4: place on the air? Really? I don't care. Well, <laughs> I just a lot, want to know. A lot of, if I do that, a lot of comedy writers will be very mad at me. Oh, <laughs> don't <laughs> do anything that <laughs> yeah, yeah, make okay. you mad Please don't. <laughs> <though>. you, <laughs> you can find me at uh, Mr. D. Willard uh, On Facebook, I'm Mr. D. Willard I don't know how I became Mr., but I need it. Well, in, in front of the Facebook, they won't let you be sometimes the stuff you want to be. They make you put, adopt names, like, people have this thing, comedian so-and-so, or, right. you know, well, so-and-so the comedian. It's like, and I ask people who have to name themselves that shit, are you putting that on when you go on stage? You know, now let's hear it for comedian Peter Teriliker. <laughs> oh, really? Well, you know, obvious,
1: I think the obvious answer for that is that so many, there's so many... You know Peter Terwilliger's, or there's so many Dave Franks. Like I can't go and get DaveFrank.com, or DaveFrank.org, right. or nothing. So I'd have to do like I bought fatdavy.com because hey, I got a Fat Davy song, and I went with it. But uh, I would have to do you know comedian Dave Frank or Dave Frank the comic to get my own website at this point, or pay millions of dollars or some to that rich bastard who has David Frank already. I want to hunt him down. That's
4: funny. There actually is another deal. There's a couple of them. There's a couple of Dale Littleton's on Facebook. Yeah. And one is is kind of a disgusting fellow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, I get the feeling he's going to do something fucked up and really kind of fuck me. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And you already got the IRS
1: on your ass. ass. You don't need no help from him.
4: I mean, this dude is kind of vile. (laughs) You know, he's, he's a little rude and lascivious. And then I've got another uh, deal, a Little of the corporation. <laughs> you know, it's very outstanding. White guy wears, you know, turtleneck sweaters and all that. You know, uh, it's funny.
1: You know, I found another comic on Facebook, and his name is David Franks. Oh. With an S on the end. Nice. I think he's uh, out of Chicago i gotta oh, to oh, check okay, to see if you cool. steal them. I have to check to see if that guy's stealing my yeah. jokes. Dave Franks, if you're out there, don't be stealing my <laughs> jokes. I may not be that funny, but you fun, guys but... buy them. I'm going to get the prices from Daryl <laughs> to find out how much it is for you to use my jokes.
0: Yeah. Hey, Daryl, speaking of my names, how did you get uh, D. Militant? That's your your middle sort of a nickname, right?
4: Yeah, well, yeah, my name's Daryl, and we, I was doing a character who was a militant, <laughs> and um, we had the, he got popular, like, real quick. And uh, it was for Tom Jordan when I was doing radio, and they said, you know what, we've got to give it a name. You just can't call him the militant, because that's all well, my, my massive imagination was calling him at the time. <laughs> so <laughs> so I decided, you know, okay. And this is exactly how it happened. It's like, okay, well, first name's Bill. He's a militant. We'll call him D-Militant then. And he said, okay, fine. <laughs> so
0: he give yeah. yeah. name. Wow. Nice. Very
1: creative. Huh?
4: So, Dan. Yeah, yeah. A yeah, lot, lot, lot of thought behind that
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, D
4: with that name, huh? Okay.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could be like the black ninja turtle. This is D militant.
4: <laughs> well, the funny thing is, Whoopsie. Uh, hold on, I hit myself. Whoopsie Shaw wanted to name me Whoopsie Wooly. She wanted to rename me militant. Whoopsie Wooly? Yeah, Are not really Whoopsie Wooly. Like you know, wooly hair, you know, shiny shoes pancakes, that kind of thing. Where does a whiskey come? Look, <laughs> <in? laughs> back to the of the good old days of Step and Fetchy, the Willie Best. Yeah. Um <laughs> because she wanted to give me a stage name and she thought that was a funny name. And when I was telling her why I couldn't be Whiskey Wooly and she didn't really understand it. And I, and I said, "Well, yeah, you're right, Missy. I could probably blow up as whoopsie willy, but eventually I'll be walking through my mansion alone after all my and fortune are gone, and I'll have no friends <laughs> because my black <laughs> <grand laughs> friends will, <laughs> will label me the new Uncle Tom, and my white friends will treat me as such. So <laughs> now I'm going to pass on that yeah. career opportunity. <laughs> walking around the house, going whoopsie, whoopsie. You know, and, well, nothing against Jimmy Walker, but that's kind of the boat he's in. Yeah, uh, Jimmy used to be." Jimmy used to be bigger than Richard Pryor mm, wow. uh, at one point in the '70s. Uh, he was hottest. He was hottest. They have a exit in the comedy store in Hollywood, in the back green room for the comics. There's an exit where you can escape uh, and not have to go in the show if you need to get in the, and you know get in your car and shoot on out of there. It's called the Jimmy Walker escape um, door wow. because they made it for him. Nobody was that big back then. Everybody else could just walk out the front door. Jimmy would get mobbed. And now nobody talks to Jimmy Walker pretty much. Um, wow. In the black community, he doesn't even like go... He, I don't even know if he goes in the black community to do comedy at all. Um, but he was a nice guy. I mean, he was nice to me when I met him and all that. But I heard him for years. He hated me calling J.J. because of the... Uh, stigma of that character. I mean, John Amos quit the show behind it. Esther Lowell hated the characterization. And he was kind of on the coonish side. And right. based on that, what is Jimmy Walker doing now? I mean, he does stand-up, but it's over. It's been over for so long. It's like, wow.
1: You go out to see Jimmy Walker. I didn't Walker, want to be that guy. I
4: did not want to be that guy.
1: Definitely not. Yeah. I've actually, and I've, I've been hearing a couple of people over the last few weeks tell me I should stop going on stage as Fat Davey. I could still do all the Fat Davey songs, but just go on as Dave Frank, but you know, we'll worry about that when I when I blow up, or at least bust out of my belt or something. Right
4: after the first twenty million, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> then you we'll we'll a hundred and you snub them, and it'll be like, yeah. wow, you've got principles.
1: I, I promise you, when I get to the first twenty million, I don't care who the fuck says my name because nobody's ever going to see me again. Well,
4: in ten years, you can be lap
3: Davey. That's what you can. No, <laughs> maybe never know. It can happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gastric bypass, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: hey,
1: hey, we got about four or five minutes left in the show, Daryl. So I know, Gwiggy... Are you I, kidding? I've only no. had four or five more hours. Dave. Well, we've got a operation to do. Hey, right? listen, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to
0: somebody. We'll make it happen. Four I'll, or five hours. We'll
1: I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll <laughs> keep it going until the engineer cuts the mic. You know. <laughs> okay. I don't think there's there's another show starting in the other station. So you know, I oh, you know what? They're on comedy slabs, so they, they probably are. can't yeah, start yeah. until we hang up. <laughs> Oh well, so we're gonna we're gonna have to wrap it up in a couple of minutes. Sorry about okay. JT's damn luck. Yeah. J, well, JT wanted to be on my show, but at least now his name was on my show.
2: He was gonna walk in there, and I yeah, said, "No, there's yeah. gonna be a don't." He should walk the show. in here. I
1: would I would plow his ass over and wreck the studio. But I will say that his show is coming up next yeah. on Comedy Slam Radio, and he's gonna have Doctor Dirty on that's going to be a great show yes and you're you're going to be on this show are not you um he's going to have after
3: dr dirty he's going to have a club owner from Kansas city where i'm originally from so that's why i'm here to talk to
1: uh jt's in the window throwing punches at some make-believe ghost he must think i am yeah <laughs> dude your arms barely go past your belly how are you going to hit me you ain't going to do nothing.
4: Why did you leave so the room?
1: You have a room over there with a pretty blonde and you're dancing in the mirror oh. in front of this, a fat this guy. How what they is do wrong all with the time? you? This is really sad. I'm JT, close the door. You're disgusting me. I'm fat enough. I don't need to see you. And, oh, he's taking off his shirt. Yeah, we're that is right
2: gross. Right Holy cow.
0: So, Daryl, do you have any fat guys taking off their shirt where you're at right now? I mean, just throw
1: that out. I
4: promise this fat guy is leaving it on.
0: Well, that guy's taking up their shirt. Where you're at too, so you can feel our pain. No, unfortunately, <laughs>
4: really, I, I do. I don't even have a hologram of that. No. Oh. I don't. <laughs> you know, if Coachella, you fat guy hologram, I <laughs>
1: could attempt to strip, but I think the camera would Please break. Don't. I already got spanked on TV last week. I got choked out. I think yep. I did enough for the We're
4: cause. Good for that now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, you're living a great life, though, David. I oh, am. by the way, since we were talking about my books earlier, yes. I just wanted to let everybody know before you wrap it up. Um, Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. You can get Tip Down, The Rise and Fall of Cannon Williams, uh, Black Comedians on Black Comedy. Mm-hmm. And, um, matter of fact, you can get Why We Laugh, the DVD that we were talking about earlier. And you'll be able to get comedians a laugh be a ladies. Uh, in October, same thing.
2: All right. Did you So that's the
4: complete history of female comedy. It covers everybody. Mae West, Lucy Ball, Fanny Bryce, oh um, Carol Burnett, Mom's Maybe, the Wonder Page, the Wanda Sykes, on and on and uh, on you know, um, and on and on and um, Chelsea Handler, and um, Margaret and Louis and It covers everybody and every ethnicity who was ever funny, and we'd go in a lot of names of honorable mentions. Because, unfortunately, with female comedians on the stand-up stage, there was not a really a linear line. Because, And even most of their influences were. If you say comedian, black people would tell you Lucia Ball, who was not a comedian. No. 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 She was a comedian uh, she, she was an actress who was adept at comedy. Uh, but she was, and you know, her earlier work had nothing to do with comedy, a, a lot of it. She was right. a grammar girl. <clears throat> so she wasn't really a stand up to comedian, neither was Caribbean Met. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them would say they would be terrible if they went once or twice. Um, but you know, the Long River, Thrillage Diller, they came like in you know, Tony Fields and so forth. That was like in the fifties, sixties. Before that your performers were vaudeville. Um, May uh, May West, Sandy Bryce, Richard Follies. They really weren't stand ups. Mm-hmm. But they were three male performers of yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and then of course you had your movie actresses so it's very expansive it's not like male comedy where you can trace and just hey, all these guys did stand up it's a whole different ball of wax so you're going to find a lot of stuff in there um you know even back to the sitcom actresses a lot of them hailed from the earlier mo- movie career i mean um Agnes Lawyer in no way is a comedian, but you have to say she was damn funny on Bewitched. Yeah, yeah,
2: definitely.
4: Yeah, so you have to give honorable mentions to a lot of those people as well: Elizabeth Montgomery, Sally Field, who were not real comedians, and then we deal with the real comedians: Roseanne and um, you know Jean Grae all different forms of comedy. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah, absolutely. So the comedy, the right? comedy, and all that. Mm-hmm.
1: I got a question for you. I have a new idea, something that I'm going to introduce to the show. And I actually mentioned it to Gwiggy just before. But I'm going to, I get a lot of comedians that ask to come on the show. And I've had so many people like yourself and other big, famous comedians on. Sometimes it's hard for me to, because I have so many local comics that are open mics and stuff. Or open micers Mm -hmm. or just feature acts. And I have people that are constantly saying, can I come on the show? And can I come on the show? And it's hard for me to to have a whole show of open micers. But what I'm thinking of doing, and I'm going to invite any comedians that listen to the show, is you can either email me at let's be frank, with Dave frank at yahoo.com, or if you're on Facebook and I've already added you to the Let's Be Frank show group, you can <coughs> post a two- or three-minute video of yourself. And I think in late May or in June, what I'm going to try to do is put it together a show where three or four comedians whether they're features or or not, or open micers, and I'll pick out the three or four people, and we'll all get to call in and maybe do ten minutes and talk on the show to get them out there.
2: Oh, look nice. at you helping out the community, my yeah. friend. Right. Open mic wow, on Let's good. Be Frank show. Very good. very good. That is a good deal.
1: All right. We do got to start to wrap yeah, up the show, stuff, and I want to thank but- you very much for calling in. Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. Seriously, definitely, we yeah. are going to we will have you in again. We'll have more definitely. calls again. Comedy Slam Radio, our sister station, Rock Glam Radio, and Health Sla- uh, Health Info Radio. Health Info Radio. HealthInfoRadio mm-hmm. dot mm-hmm. All right, thank okay. you everybody for calling in, Daryl. I'll get all the pages and the info over to you. Thank you very much for spending some time really with cool. us. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. Yeah,
0: Daryl. Right. Uh, I apologize. I haven't okay. read your books yet, but I will remedy that very soon. I really, I look forward to reading your books. I and, look forward to comedian coming out soon. And
4: don't get the bootleg version. Get the real one. Oh, I will. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. We know people. <laughs> 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 All right, and everything.
1: <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you very much. All right. You have a good night, Daryl. Thanks for calling in. Comedy Slam Radio. Thanks for listening. Stay funny. And we'll see you next week with Carl Lebeau. What was that? I'll tell you
3: what that was. That was another
0: fine show from ComedySlamRadio.com, where we put the
2: dot-com in comedy.